Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Welcome back. You're listening to episode 11 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm talking about gadgets and gizmos and products. Oh my. There are so many products available on the market for pretty much everything, literally everything. And the question really is, do they do what they actually promise they're going to do? And is it necessary or is it just fixing a symptom? So I will dive into how you can ask yourself those better questions. And instead of falling victim to the fancy packaging and the pretty marketing, which I know I do too, seriously, ask my husband. I am a marketer's dream. I love to buy everything. But with a little bit of education and understanding better about that tool and what its purpose is will help you to decide if you really need it or not. And before I dive into today's topic, I just want to give you and me a little bit of a pep talk. It truly is just as much for me as it is for you. And that's for both of us to really trust ourselves and our inner knowing. When it comes to health and the body, the trust is often given to the doctor. And that's not to say that doctors don't have an immense amount of education and they aren't experts in their field. That is 1000% true. But I think sometimes we walk into their office and just trust them explicitly that they know above all else what's best for us and what's right for us. And sometimes this isn't just in the medical field. This happens, I see in my own movement classes. People walk in and they just completely give up all agency and responsibility over their body and expect me to fix them and take care of them. And while I do my best, at the end of the day, you have to be the expert on your body. You have to take responsibility for yourself. That's the only way that you can make sure that you are safe. I overheard a random stranger talking about hip pain and how her, you know, hip pain was getting so severe. So she was going to be trusting her doctor and surgeon implicitly and whatever they said to do, she would do. And if it was surgery, she would absolutely do it. And I know that on some level, we question this. You know, I spoke with a student after I taught at Wanderlust and she was expressing the same thing. A surgeon said, I should do surgery, but then there was this little bit of hesitancy. And so all I want to do for you today is encourage you to trust yourself and trust that you are capable of doing anything and everything you need to do to get yourself to a healthier state if that's what you're looking for. Trust yourself that you are the expert on you and no one can ever know you better than you do. And yes, there are things you can do to better hone that inner listening, but know that that's completely possible and you don't have to give your power away to doctors and to anyone else, really. So for all of us, let's just trust ourselves and our inner knowing more and know that we know enough to take excellent care of ourselves. 
With that being said, I'm getting started with the Women Inside Movement Mavens this week, and I'm really super excited. Movement Mavens is my uh, membership program that helps make self-care simple so that you can get it done and get it on with the rest of your day. And so it'll be really exciting to help these women better hone and develop their own internal listening and their own uh, self-care plan so they too can take better care of themselves. So I'm just really thinking a lot about this and encouraging us all to trust ourselves even more. So with that being said, let us dive into the questions you should be asking yourself before you click the buy button. Because there, I mean, there are, there's foam rollers and there's, you know, foam rollers with nubbins and there's vibrating foam rollers and there's small balls and big balls. I mean, there's all kinds of things. There's also um, a jaw strengthening uh, tool called, I think it's like the Jawser size or something. Like literally there's something for everything. So before you click that buy button, ask yourself, what does this tool actually do? And is that actually going to save me time or is it just the bells and whistles that I'm attracted to? Am I being swayed by the marketing or is this really truly something that is going to save me time and improve whatever it is that I'm trying to solve? Because when it comes to massage tools, they really all do the same thing. And the reason why I focus on massage tools is because there's like seven bajillion different types of massage tools and you really just need a very, very simple one because they all do the same thing. They will improve circulation of both blood flow to the area, but also fluid flow in and out of the area so you can think nutrients in, garbage out. They relax tension. So relaxing the tension of your nervous system in the area, which can then soften any tension through the connective tissues or the muscles. Massage tools reduce soreness, tension, pain, and improve your body awareness uh, and proprioception. So all of those things are happening regardless of what type of tool you are using, with the exception of a very, very hard tool. So I'm going to say softer is always better. And this is an ongoing conversation I have with people because a harder tool feels like it's doing so much more, right? That hard uh, stick or that hard uh, vibrating massage tool, like whatever it is, harder must be better, right? But it's not because while a harder tool may feel in that moment like it's doing more, it's not really making the lasting change that it's promising, And the reason is that massage is very similar to touch. And all of that is just a conversation with your brain. Yes, you are trying to improve circulation in the area and reduce the tension, but that tension reduction happens from your brain relaxing. Now, not actually the tissues of your brain relaxing, but the nerves in that area that you're working on are sending impulses up to your brain and they're giving information on how much stretch is happening, the pressure, if it's a good pain, if it's a bad pain, all of that is being interpreted by your brain. And if things feel like, if your brain is interpreting those messages and feels like it's getting too much stretch, so like overstretch is happening, then it will just tighten up to protect you from injury. 
that's all your brain is trying to do is to protect you from injury. So you can't actually smash your body into submission. You can't use a super duper hard tool and just make your tissues comply because it's not just about the physical. And I've talked about this before, about the hardware and the software. So if you're going purely after hardware, purely after the tissues with a super hard tool, it's not actually going to make that lasting change because the minute you're done, things are going to go back to where they are most comfortable and where they feel most safe, which probably is in that tension set or that tension state, um, or maybe even tighter because of that potential injury that you just created. With that being said, using a hard tool can also lead to bruising. And bruising is an indication that there's already been tissue damage, that blood is being let, I was going to say like a leech, no, that blood is pooling beneath the skin because capillaries have been broken. Anytime you have that type of tissue damage or injury, inflammation comes along with it. And I talked about inflammation on last week's episode about ankle sprains and how having inflammation sit in an area for a long time is an issue. So there are some sides of the fence that say, oh, well, bruising is really good because that inflammation and the healing factors that it brings to the area will help the tissue to repair. So there's probably something to be said with that. But when I look at, and I'm going to throw cupping under the bus, I love cupping and I have cups at home and I use them mostly to do gliding, but I'm also coming at it from a way more like Western standpoint. As far as I understand from the Eastern standpoint um, and the energetics of it, when the blood is pulled up to the surface as an indication that there's something going on. So I'm just going to admit, I don't know a lot about cupping from a Chinese medicine standpoint. What I can tell you is from my own experience and doing cupping with gliding, and I was not trying to bruise myself, but I went too far. And so when I had bruising from cupping that I had done to myself, the inflammation was so great because of that bruising that it didn't allow me any progress. I actually was set back because my shoulder was so inflamed from all of this bruising. So a tool that is too hard or too intense that does induce that bruising is probably not doing all the things that you think it's doing. That's not to say, you know, go to an acupuncturist or someone else who's doing cupping and has a practice that's more from that Eastern medicine side, and it's probably going to be a completely different experience. But if we're talking about just the physical aspect of massage tools, harder is not better. Smashing your body into submission doesn't work the way you think it does. So just Put a pin in that and think of that the next time that you do have some type of body work that is so intensely painful because your brain is processing what's going on. If it is intensely painful, it is probably not doing the healing that you think it is. Self-care should be nourishing. It should feel good. And just because it feels good doesn't mean it's not effective. It can still be uncomfortable, but what I always encourage is for something to kind of waver on that line of hurt so good rather than just plain hurts. So that's what I have to say about massage tools. So know that 
on a basic level, honestly, all you really need is probably a pair of therapy balls that are soft and squishy, uh, maybe a few different densities and different sizes. Um, I have a whole box of mobility tools and I keep going back to the same probably three tool, four tools, we'll say again and again and again. And I will link my favorite tools in the uh, show notes for this episode so you can go and grab those. When it comes to strengthening, which I absolutely love, let's talk about Jawser size, <laughs> which is like the most funny marketing. I love it. It's genius. Come up with a product. But ask yourself, do I actually need strength in this area for my day-to-day? Or finger trainers are another one. Is this actually going to be helpful for my body on a day-to-day basis? Because if grip strength is what you're trying to strengthen, just having better strength in your hand doesn't translate into better strength or movement up the chain. So for your shoulder or for your elbow. If you have heard of this idea of like functional training, so a full body movement or at least one that requires, you know, integration or playing together of more joints than just one is going to help you more in the long run than just getting strong in one specific way. For the hand grip, if I'm just strong in my fingers, but I'm not strong from fingertips to shoulder, the next time I go to pick something up or I go to close something or, you know, with one arm something heavy, you're not going to have that same integration from fingertips to shoulder or strength of the tissues to be able to, you know, sustain that load just from doing palm grip training. So as far as strength training goes and strengthening tools, I'd say something that uses your whole body that isn't very isolated is going to be even better um, than just something that does one specific thing. That's where you run into the issue of having, you know, a million tools around the house that you're just like, "Mm, I don't even know where to start with this. So I already hinted at the basic tools that I can't live without. So a pair of therapy balls for sure, a pair of dumbbells or even a single kettlebell because when it comes to strengthening, you have the most variability with dumbbells or kettlebells. And what I really like about dumbbells is that you're working one side of the body at a time. So that also works your core even better because your core is attempting to stabilize uh, through the spine as you work that one side of the body. So that would definitely be my preferred strengthening tools. And then you definitely want an inflated ball, a very small one. So not a big exercise ball, but something smaller that you can use for some core work and instability, but you can also use for gut massage and breath mechanics. And if you have... I was going to say surgery, but everybody should be doing gut massage. So my favorite for that is the Corgis Ball from Tune Up Fitness. And um, there's another one from Rad called The Center. And I'll link to both of those in the uh, description. So I want to know, what are your favorite tools and what are the tools that you can't live without? So send me a DM on Instagram or comment on social media. Let me know what your favorite tools are um, because I always love to learn about new tools. And we live in a time where like, again, there's literally a tool for everything. So here's asking better questions, moving more, 
and getting nerdy. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform because it really helps more people find the show. And if you're not into public displays of affection or writing reviews, that's cool too. Share this with a friend, a family member, the cashier at Trader Joe's, just anyone and help spread the word that your body is cool and you can be totally in control of your pain. I'll talk to you next week. Life without pain is possible. And if you're ready to break up with all the things that are only giving you temporary relief, I've got just the thing. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com to download a checklist with nine simple things to soothe yourself when you're in pain. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't take you more than 15 minutes a day.